0: What's up, everybody? Welcome in to a solo edition, as you can see, of SSPN Postgame. I know earlier I tweeted out it was going to be me and Ethan, but Ethan had had an important event come up during the day, so y'all are stuck with me tonight. But we do have a good game to recap. I know, I know, I know it was another loss, the fourth straight loss in a row, guys, but I think we can all agree that this was much better than the last three that we saw, and we almost came back uh, and won it in the fourth. You know, there's a lot to get into with this game, but I think the thing that we have to start with when it just comes to the key to the result of this one, man, it's it's the third quarter in this one for the Spurs. Um, You know, Sean and Bill talked about how I forget exactly what they said. the The exact statistic was. But essentially, the third quarter has been the Spurs' worst quarter all year. And unfortunately, that showed itself again tonight, 34 to 19. And that one came back and won the fourth quarter, 37 to 27, which is why we were able to get it close. So I really do like that. Um, You know, there wasn't a lot of positives to say in the New York Knicks game on Wednesday. But one of the things that we did say was that. You know, the Spurs showed some fight in the fourth quarter, and they did that again tonight, definitely at uh, an even different level. Shout out to South Texan here. Win or lose, go Spurs, go. Absolutely, my guy. As y'all can see also, I'm back in Texas. We're back in the normal setup. Um, I was hoping that I could break the curse as we were 0-3 when I was out of the state. We were very close. Hopefully this is a sign of things to come just with the Spurs overall, but man, I'm going to take y'all through just some of my quarter by quarter takeaways. Y'all go ahead and follow us on Twitter at SSPN on YT. I was tweeting those out um, today and obviously to start, you know, it was much better. The best start that the Spurs have had, you know, since that Rockets game. And even though they still did have that third quarter, they didn't let it completely. I mean, obviously there was a bigger lead in the Rockets game, but The collapse, well, you know, it was a different scenario, but I think y'all get what I'm saying. There wasn't as much of a fourth quarter collapse because obviously we came back, um, but it was, you still had that bad third quarter, but you were able to bounce back. So that was a good sign. But but just jumping into first quarter takeaways, some things I wrote down on Twitter, man, I, I can't believe I've been talking this long and I haven't even talked about this. Devin Vassell, I think I might've understated his impact Uh, Whenever it comes to this team, man, uh, you saw such an impact tonight. You know, there were there were so many bad things that we saw in the last three games. It was like, okay, Devin's not going to fix all those. I think he fixes a little bit more than I thought. And I'm sure that has to do with chemistry, but also his leadership. I saw him multiple times during this game, you know, telling guys to calm down, especially in the third quarter, you know, when things weren't going well and Jeremy was getting frustrated, Zach was getting frustrated out there, you know, Keldon wasn't able to get his shot going tonight. Um, I just realized I've had the Timberwolves stats up there. I mean, you, you can see that Carl Anthony towns, Anthony Edwards, you know, getting 30, they've had five straight wins now, you know, or around 30. Um, that was key especially in the third quarter I would say Carl Anthony towns you know I, I didn't see the exact stats but just from watching the game it seemed like he got a lot more looks uh, in that third quarter but going down here to the to the Spurs box score that's what we really want to see uh, our man South Tech says Wemby and vassell got to play 40 plus minutes for us to have a chance LOL yeah that that's definitely what it felt like tonight um, and one of the other kind of themes that me and Ethan have been talking about throughout this season is when Devin has close to 20. Victor has close to 20. And then Keldon has close to 20. We're going to be in a position to win games. We had two of those guys tonight, but man, Keldon could just not find his shot. Um, wasn't able to execute. He did have some looks, but I didn't really like uh, a lot of them. Um, I mean, I know that he can make some of those, but I just felt like they were a little bit forced or, or maybe a little bit too quick tonight. So that's another thing you really missed because, You know, I mean, even when you look at the contracts right now, I know Victor's on his rookie deal, but (laughs) y'all know he's going to be the most expensive player on the team in a couple years. But it kind of seems like with Vassell's emergence, and, you know, this is very future-sided, but it seems like Keldon would be the third guy kind of on that championship team. And at least right now, and I say on that championship team, y'all know I'm talking super, super far in the future, but tonight is a night where if you could have just got 15 out of them, you know, it would have been a completely different game. Um, South Tex also says rough night for KJ and Sohan. Yeah, well, whenever it comes to Sohan tonight, you know it's tough because we just saw him play a really good game. You know, despite the overall result um, in New York, but this is just you know another symptom of of him playing point guard for the first time. You're going to have ups and downs. We we just need to see that consistency from him moving forward. Um, but I, I like what m Easy says here, too. Sorry to keep covering myself up, y'all, but I got to show y'all's comments. Sohan played better down the stretch off the ball with Trey playing point guard. Um, and and that was another tweet that I had tonight on the SSPN account. Whenever we made that run late in the fourth quarter to get it back to single digits and, and cut into it even a little bit more, um, that was the, the lineup that was out there was Trey Jones, Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Sohan, and Victor Wembanyama. And, you know, we'll see with draft picks. This is a very future sided statement I'm about to make here, but we'll see with draft picks and everything how that works out. But but I think, you know, down the line, maybe Pop will prove me wrong with with Jeremy playing point guard. But I feel like as much as you know, he said that we're going to probably do that for the whole year or not even probably. He says it's our official 2023-24 experiment. But is it going to be an experiment? After this season, you know, that will be the interesting thing, because if you draft a point guard, Wemby gets a little bit more muscle. You know, we saw him in that lineup. The one criticism I would have of that lineup, although, like I just said, it was the reason that we, you know, it was a big reason why we got back in the game. They were who were on the floor when they made that run. And those are probably, well, I don't know that, that. I mean, We'll have to see if those are our best five. I mean, probably tonight for sure. Those were our best five. I Zach had some struggles, but I I really still liked. He fist he more forced a lot of missed shots uh, at the rim tonight. I know when you go look at the rebound numbers for him, what is it? Yeah, it's only two. Despite that, I I he I really liked his physicality in there, and I liked how he was trying to fight. And you know, even though he was getting frustrated with a lot of those fouls and screens, I'd rather him be out there trying than, you know, doing nothing. So I feel like South Texas just says here, I'm not even mad about losing. I just want our guys to fight and not get pushed around. Exactly. That's why I'm saying, you know, obviously what we've seen Zach have 10 rebound games and you need when you're the starting center on this team, you need to have more than two rebounds. He would agree that's below his standard, very much below his standard. But I also saw some other things from him tonight uh, that I did like that gives me a little bit of a pass for him tonight um 5 tone turnovers for Jeremy that goes back into the consistency thing that I talked about you know we need to see those zero turnover games kind of be to get you know be in a row but you know that's probably just unrealistic with him playing point guard for the first time this season but hopefully we can see that more later in the season um JR Carr, I missed your comment as well. Hard to hold leads in the NBA, particularly for young teams. At least we scrapped at the end, and Victor continues to look unfazed by big moments in tight games. Man, that three he hit over Cat was just ridiculous. We saw a lot of Wemby highlights tonight. I, I think that's one thing when you look at this game that, that I'm very happy about. And he had nine boards tonight, but... I think I might have interrupted myself a little bit earlier, didn't finish this thought whenever it came to that lineup that was out there in the fourth quarter. The one criticism I do have, and it's just because he's still 19 and in his rookie season, we couldn't get an offensive rebound. I mean, like we got so lucky on one possession that the Timberwolves missed like four shots and we just couldn't get one. And that's just because, you know, it's tough for Wemby to beat out uh, Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns, especially when we're having to play Keldon on Cat. Um, there was also one shot that Keldon got, or excuse me, that Kat got on Keldon, uh, that was a fadeaway jumper that bounced in. And it was, I don't, you know, obviously he's going to be able to shoot over Keldon, but I still felt like it was kind of lucky. Um, but man, this is another great point from our guy, Nezi, the stretch of like four fouls in the third quarter, I think was really frustrating. Surprised they ended up fighting back to make it closer. I think that's definitely how a lot of us felt, man. And and that's the point I was trying to make earlier. I know the Raptors game isn't necessarily, you know, the same comparison whenever it just comes to the game. But the fact that it felt like we were about to revert to what we'd seen in the last three games, and Ant and Cat were going to go crazy in the fourth quarter, and it was going to be another blowout loss with a bad second half. You know, I thought it was going to be exactly like the Raptors game, except... You know, we didn't ever have, we, we didn't have as big of a lead in the first half. Um, so the fact that we did come back fighting and, and kind of proved, you know, our thoughts wrong when we had all those fouls, um, that was really good to see. Let me see what our man Mez has to say. I've been a broken record on this. Jaden Ivey is not getting consistent minutes under Monty Williams. Spurs front office is looking to deal, looking to deal for him. Hey, I wouldn't. <laughs> Jaden Ivey is like a, a lottery pick, you know, and was the best player at Purdue. There, I would, I would not be opposed to that. That's interesting that they're not playing him. Uh, we got a lot of assets that could definitely. Uh, I would, I would not be opposed to that whatsoever. You know, adding another defensive mind and point guard who can get some buckets as well. Um, our man South tech says Vic is amazing. Our future is bright. Absolutely. Um, let's see what our man J.R. Carr has to say. Yep. Seems like Wemby is consistently turning his back to the rim when the ball is up, looking for his guy to box out, loses track of the ball. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, you know, I think, I think in a couple years, you know, when he's got some muscle on him, that'll be a much less of an issue. Um, and that kind of ties into the Giannis comparison just whenever it comes to his frame. I don't know you know how much weight you know there might be a time where they end up capping his weight just because you don't want to you know cause too many injuries but I feel like you know when when he gets to his you know biggest if you will, it's gonna be two thirty two forty now it's very very long in advance I feel like it's gonna be at least two thirty though because he's they said he gained ten to fifteen pounds over the summer um we'll we'll see if that continues to happen but he's also still growing into his body too I mean, you know I think it's like uh, males, this is going real off the deep end, but I think male, this is males' brains, but I don't know if the male body. I think it develops, it, it might develop until it's twenty five. I could be wrong there, but still, he's definitely still got some growing to do uh, with with his with how young he is. But going back to some of the other takeaways, man, I, I didn't even really get to finish this thought either. Devin Vassell's impact, man. Like I said, you, you could just in the in the second quarter. When the Timberwolves started to make their run to take the lead, that was right when we took Devin out with about three minutes left. And obviously, you know, we had to manage his minutes. I saw he was on the bike. You know, he, he had the—you could see—he had the groin sleeve on um, uh, under his shorts tonight. Um, but overall, when we started, just going back to the quarter by quarter takeaways here, I, I went all over the place. There, I'm trying to handle y'all's comments because it's just me tonight. So I'm going to do these these quarter by quarter takeaways, and then I'm going to get back to y'all. So what I wrote down, Devin's impact felt better communication. That was another thing I saw in the first quarter leadership-wise from Devin. He was telling guys to talk like this. Um, Improved defensive intensity and rotations. We saw that kind of flounder a little bit in the second half, but the way that we started. Um, And that was important because that led to more transition offense. Um, And and that was one of the other things that I noticed tonight. And uh, Not Devin, excuse me. Doug said this in the pregame shoot-around interview on the Spurs YouTube he said that, you know, really it, it starts with our defense because whenever we can get stops, that is, allows us to run in transition. And while I did like the Spurs' half-court offense in the first half much more than the past three games, we'll get into the second half later. Um, what I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here, guys. I know I was talking about the the, the, the half-court offense. I like that. I like that better in the first half. Um but we're going to be a transition, like our offense is going to be like 60-40 or maybe even sometimes 50-50 transition and then sets. I feel like that's where we're at whenever we're running our offense best. You kind of saw that a little bit in both of the Phoenix games when we took the big lead against the Phoenix games. The second quarter against the Raptors, there was so much transition offense. Um Whenever we do that, that I, I feel like that makes us more comfortable and more in rhythm when we're in our half-court sets. Um, and, of course, those transition opportunities stop, start with defense. So when we're not getting those stops, you kind of saw what happened in the third quarter. But the other thing I wrote down is improved ball speed and movement. I saw a lot of extra passes tonight throughout the game. We were frustrated with that zone in the third quarter that I'll get into. But moving into the second quarter, the other thing I had written down was Wolves made their response run. They they did win this quarter, I believe. Let me go back and look at the numbers. Yeah, thirty four to twenty seven. After we won the first quarter, twenty seven to twenty two, which allowed them to take the lead going into halftime. Ant started doing ant things. Malachi uh, Malachi looked more comfortable offensively, but. You didn't see him as much in the second half, unfortunately, um, and that would have been nice, especially I was kind of feeling like in Keldon's absence kind of shooting tonight. I was hoping Malachi could kind of continue that into the second half and, and maybe make up for it a bit, but we didn't see him as much, which is understandable. You know, we probably won other guys out there in, in those clutch time positions, and he was out there when they started making those runs, you know, and we had the bench, so that was tough in the third quarter as well. I wrote down that Zach and Charles interior interior presence improved. You know that that was more to the first half. I will say that, um, but I did really like what I was seeing there, especially from Charles. You saw a lot of good things from him tonight, being physical in the paint, got a lot of blocks as well. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he progresses. I mean, he's still a 22 year old player. Um, Wemby is finding his shots more right, and we saw that. We saw that throughout the, the second half, at least in the fourth quarter. Um, and the other thing I wrote down, man, the difference with Devin on the court versus when he's off it. Like you just, you noticed that a ton tonight, not just with his 29 points and, you know, the, the, the three free throws he made at the end um, and, and all of the crazy shots he put up getting around screens, you know, isolation buckets um, Or I say, I mean, he did have some isolation bu- buckets, but Man, the way that he can find his shot in the pick and roll, whether it's at the elbow, you know, or whether it's trailing behind Keldon, there was a good assist there. Um, we just looked so much more in rhythm, and a lot of that had to do with him. The third quarter, Minnesota's zone disrupted our ball movement and our offense overall. We haven't seen much zone this year, and we're the youngest team in the league. <laughs> it just looked like we didn't know what to do sometimes. Sometimes we had a little bit of space and we were taking shots, but it's like in that zone, there was still kind of like two guys contesting them and we missed those threes. Cat got more open looks and, you know, when they started hitting threes there, that's when they really started to take that lead. Um, And and then on top of that, the fouls, as our man Nezzi mentioned earlier, that gave the T-Wolves a ton of second chances and free points at the line. Um, And then Devin Vassell, after having 15 points at halftime, Zero points in the third quarter, uh, and, and basically the entirety of the offense, you know, held in check. Other than the 19 points we scored, but Devin Vassell was so crucial tonight. The fact we weren't able to get him in rhythm in that third quarter, uh, that that really stuck out to me. And then when it comes to the fourth quarter, you guys saw it. We had a ton of fight. Um, we started making some clutch shots. We were able to get some stops, and whenever we were able to get some stops and force some turnovers, traded a lot of that. I loved what I saw from Trey tonight on defense. After Shake Milton freaking pushed him to the ground, that was the crazy thing, craziest thing I, I'd never seen that before. I was like, "Is he gonna get teed up? Like, are we gonna throw him out? Like, he just went shoved him to the ground." After that, Trey was pissed, um, and he he really played well after that. Um, but getting to some of these comments here. Let's see what Nezzy has to say. I've commented on his lack of boxing out during preseason in his first few games. I'm glad he's actually doing it now, though. LOL. Yeah, right, right. Um, and then our man Mark Obedgozen says Spurs played great in the fourth because of Trey Jones. You know, like I said there earlier, you know, after that Shake Milton push, man, he was on a mission. He was on a mission. Um, but I think, man, the overall takeaway, like our man Hanover says here, GG. Wins are not going to come easy, um, but more importantly, man, the fact that we fought back in this game because in that third quarter it just felt like it was going to be the inevitable thing that we had seen the last three games. And the other, you know, key point about this game: we're back at home, and you know, there's a big difference between being on the home and the and on the road. And I think we've seen that uh, this season a lot, especially for the youngest team in the league. You know, it's almost like all these like. NBA truths, if you will, are amplified with this team, you know, because of their youth and inexperience. Um, let me see what our man, not Wemby, Malachi's going to build a house with all those Brixie shot. Oh, yeah. You know, in the in the second quarter or excuse me, in the second half that we, we really didn't see too much of them, unfortunately. But, you know, Malachi going to be fine. He can get to those spots. We just need him to execute. Um, and that's kind of the same story with Keldon tonight. You know, I would, I would say that almost the bricks, I know that Malachi went three for 11. So looking at that, that it actually wasn't as good as, as I remember, you know, I try to watch the game and, and I, stats aren't everything, but I think that's an example of how, when I was watching the game, I, I kind of forgot <laughs> about all of those missed shots later in the second half. And, you know, that kind of ties into his minutes as well. Didn't see too much from Shetty tonight, but he also didn't, you know, do anything wrong either. Um, Yeah, we we really rode our starters tonight. You know, kind of those six guys there you can see in the lineup, Um, and Trey Jones, of course, in the second half. Trey Jones even got more minutes uh, than than Zach tonight. I feel bad for Zach. He was getting called a lot of ticky tack stuff and and was really fighting. I mean, I understand by the rule like how they give him five there, Um, but you know that was kind of as much as I love Zach that that was kind of a blessing in in disguise in the sense that we got to throw that lineup out there, which I think was the reason that we were to come back able to get back in the game. That's all you guys saw. Um, but yeah, I've been talking here for 20 minutes y'all. Um, I don't really have too many other takeaways off the top of my head that I can think of. I might go look at some, some team stats here, but I think this has been a pretty good solo post game with you guys. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Um, without ethan tonight but i know that ethan is going to be happy that this was a close game at least this is such a different vibe like than the other ones i know it's another loss and there's still a lot of things especially that third quarter was real ugly and and kelden shot really poorly tonight you know and and that's not you know what you want your 20 million dollar paid player a year to do and you don't want to see those turnovers but like I said, I'm going to say it again. I don't care if I've repeated it three times already. The fact that they fought back in this game uh, was a really good sign because I don't know if we would have been able to take this. This live would have already been over if we would have continued to see what we've seen in the second halves of the past three games. Um, but let's go ahead to the team stats here. Just try to see if we can get um, some, some other context. So overall, they shot forty nine percent from the field. We shot forty six percent from the field. We actually made two more threes than them, despite our percentage being lower. Um, mm, our free throws tonight—that um, th- I knew there was—and and our rebounds as well. That's another thing. There were there were some things I'm forgetting. You know, I talked about those second chance points, and and the one criticism was that, or excuse me, well, it was second chance points, but I'm referring specifically to s- offensive rebounds from the Timberwolves. Um, because there were also second chances, you know, in that third quarter because of fouls. Um, that was really tough. L- like I said, that one possession I referred to in the fourth quarter where the Timberwolves missed like three or four shots, and we just weren't able to get a board because, you know, Wemby just doesn't have the strength yet to to get over some of those guys. And like I said, Keldon was matched up with Cat, unfortunately, with-, with the size of the Timberwolves. Uh, we-, we definitely saw that tonight. And then, of course, as I mentioned, despite – the things I liked on the interior defense from Zach tonight, um, you know, we we need to see more of him on the boards. There, we had more assists than them, twenty nine to twenty three, uh, less turnovers, fourteen to eighteen, but but still too many when you look at the context of some of those turnovers. Eighteen fast break break points to six. Um, that's on the transition point that I talked about. We had two more fouls than them. We did actually have a ten point lead early in the first half, and they got up to eighteen. So the fact that it was almost a 20-point lead again and we fought back, despite this team's up and downs and its youth, I think it's shown through these first couple games, uh, this first set of games we got here, I think this is the ninth game of the season now, um, that they have fight. Uh, And (laughs) I know we didn't see it in those last three games, but we saw it in the two Phoenix games, we saw it in the Rockets game, we saw it in this one. We're going to see some inconsistency from these guys, especially on the road. Um, But getting back... To our free throw percentage, that was another thing. Devin missed some. You don't expect him to miss. Um, I know it's only seven misses, but I I feel like there were just there were some guys tonight that that missed some gimmies. And when we're we're giving the Timberwolves almost ten more free throws than us, uh, you know, you got to capitalize on that. There. I mean, even if you make three more, that just makes that just makes the fourth quarter completely different when, when Devin was at the line and he hit those three free throws and look, I probably wouldn't, (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't shoot like Devin would at the free throw line. That's for sure. So I'm not trying to criticize him too much. Um, but I was just thinking, I was like, man, if he made the, if he hadn't missed one, if he made those two earlier, not only would he have a 30 piece, this was a season high tonight at 29, um, also it would have just made it it would have made it two points closer and i think at that point it might have been like a a four to five point game you know with with i think around a minute minute and a half left in that one so you know when you're in those tight games those free throws matter they could change you know the momentum and and change the just the feel, you know. We would have even been closer if we could have converted on some of those free throws early. But Wembenyama also missed two early as well. You know, we had two offers from from got, our two leading scores, which which that doesn't happen very often. But it was really good to see Wemby get back in rhythm. I haven't even really focused on him too much, and and despite me criticizing his rebounds, he he led the team in rebounds. You know, only one offensive rebound. Y'all can see that there. Um, but eight, you know, eight defensive boards still. Uh, with Zach struggling tonight, I, I think I don't know if no that's not a season high for him because he had 10 he had 10 in the Phoenix game and probably some others as well. but it was good to see him in in the clutch uh, you know, just be in rhythm. it was good to see Devin you know, shoot the way he did six for 11 from three. And there were some that, you know, we still even miss some gimmies. And, and that was something that Zach talked about in the halftime interview. You know, we were missing some shots. We didn't execute that ties in to, to our man, Keldon, and also Malachi Branham. If we would have had better shooting guys, shooting nights from those two guys, um, you know, we wouldn't be criticizing anything that, that Devin or, or Wemby did. Not that we really are in general, um, but still four blocks from him tonight too. Okay, this will be my final statement for this post game and once again, thank y'all for hanging out with us tonight. Um earlier <laughs> earlier this year, I think it was in the preseason. This was probably like my most conservative take I've ever had. I was like, "Man, you know, I think I think Wemby can can average 2 to 3 blocks, man, just with his just with his reach." And I was like, "I don't know though. Maybe that's a little bit too much cuz you know, most guys 2 to 3 blocks, that's like top of the league." but here's four and he's leading rookies in blocks the last time I saw with like two and a half. So uh, that was probably, like I said, he's probably going to average two to three blocks. Um, and here we go. Here we go. Our man, Ethan is in here. Ethan do be listening on his drive home, missing your voice. There you go, Ethan. We're in here. We, we got Ethan in appearance. I'm going to get through some of y'all's comments here just before we end this one. I know that I said that was going to be my last thing, but I see a lot of y'all have said some other stuff. Uh, So I'm going to get to those, and then we'll wrap this one up. South Tech says, feels like every time we swing the ball at the three-point line, it feels like And Jones are wide open and they miss. Yeah, there were two Trey Jones wide open threes that he missed, but the one thing I will give those guys is both of them made clutch three-pointers in the fourth quarter. So as much as we would have liked those earlier, you know, and you don't, it, it does kind of give them, a, give us a hole in our offense, if you will. Um, I'm glad that they were able to hit some late. Our man, I am unreal, says this season of losing will help grow that chip on Wemby's shoulder. He will now understand what it's going to take, body and, and strength wise, to compete at this level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a learning experience every game. Pop kind of meanly said that. Of course it is in his last press conference after the Knicks game uh, in in MSG. Um, But but absolutely, Um, he's learning NBA basketball. He's going to have a full understanding of it. Um, It's going to be interesting even, I think, after the All-Star break with this team and even probably beforehand. But, you know, that's kind of a, a good reset button for everybody. And I think once he's kind of gone through all of the NBA teams and kind of gone through the rounds there, um, we're going to continue to see improvement from this team throughout this season. And, and that's another thing me and Ethan have talked about before, you know, and kind of in the last three games, understandably, understandably with the way that they looked, you know, maybe even advocating lineup changes, stuff like that this team is so young, they're going to grow, you know, and, and I think I might've got a little bit ahead of myself there with even like suggesting that at some point, like these, it it might've been a little bit too big for our britches because of all of the Wemby hype. Now I'm not saying we're changing our season predictions or anything. and, And like me and Ethan have mentioned before, also, you know, really around Christmas is where we'll try to start to get definitive things. Um, But I liked I I saw we saw a little bit more scheme, definitely tonight. Um, but I think still, you know, it's not really being implemented too much. We're we're letting we're letting them play a little bit. I think just Devin being back out there made things look much more smoother overall. Let me see. (laughs) South Texas, geez, where's Chip? Oh yeah, we we missed that. We definitely miss that for sure. J.R. Carr says, "When you have multiple guys on the floor who basically aren't a set to score, any outside anywhere, anywhere, excuse me, anywhere outside the paint, it's hard for the actual shooters to get off." Yeah, yeah, that that that's true. I can't argue with that. Um, and it allows defenses to zone in, you know, on some guys. Um, but you just got to be happy at least with what you saw in the fourth quarter. But that that's definitely tough. And and that zone in the third quarter, man, it, it really, really just disrupted us that was the most that that reminded me of kind of when we've seen our low lights this season where we just kind of didn't know what to do it was a different way like we were trying to run what we were running but obviously the second half adjustments from the timberwolves worked exactly to a T. they were trying to address you know their weaknesses that they had in the first half and we just weren't able to get through it we tried to it to attack it um and we you know there was like one play i remember when we did where something good came out of it but for the m- most part, that really just shut us down and and and, and disrupted our rhythm in that third quarter. <laughs> our man Callow Five, you got this, you got this, you got this. Love that, South Texas. It's a long season, guys. It is. It is exactly. Um, and Hey, we haven't talked about this. The new court design might've distracted them. <laughs> I like that comment, Mark. I like that comment. What'd y'all think of that? Tell me, tell me in the comments of whether it's, you know, the actual comments or in the chat here, what y'all thought of the court. Um, it was a little bit better than I thought. I'm, I think I'm going to be more of a fan of like the actual city edition court that we have just cause all the I get what the NBA is trying to do. I'm not against it whatsoever. You're just trying to get more eyes in the regular season. And it felt, you know, I mean, a little bit more up the ante. At the end of the day, it is still a normal game. Um, But I I still like it. It definitely adds a little bit of buzz overall. But, man, those new city editions, I love the way those look. Tell me what y'all think of the new logo and everything today that we came out with. I tried to, you know, kind of make it towards that 60s hemisphere Theme that they're doing. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And this is a fact. This is a fact, JR. That was an effortless 28 from Ant guys, a bona fide superstar now. That is absolutely true, man. There were some where we would even have two contesting guys there and he'd still make it. He he's a former number one pick and he's just continuing to get better, man. Um, you know, but the here's here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing, y'all. The last the season high, or, or I don't know if it's the season high. It might be a career high. I think it's the career high for both of these guys. I could be wrong there. But regardless, they've had these performances against the Spurs. Cat had 60 against the Spurs. Um, Bill Landon them mentioned that. I forget if that was last season or 2021. Um, but still, y'all, y'all get the gist there. And then Ant has also had a 49-point game against us. So at least we kept those guys under 30 tonight, despite the fact that you know, they were kind of the bane uh, to this game and and the reason why we lost. Um, You know, at least it wasn't those totals, which we've seen before. And then I think this is, this is such a good analogy here. South techs. I thought it was very two K game like custom court. Absolutely. That's, that's exactly what they look like. Um, But anyways, y'all, that's really all I got for this one. Thank y'all for hanging out with me tonight. Thank y'all for, for hanging out after this one. I know it's, in-season tournament game one i don't know if we can advance (laughs) i know that i think we have two more games and you know maybe we could go two and one and still advance but i'm not sure like if there i i I need to look into that (laughs) i'm bad for not looking into that the spurs posted it and everything i believe there's three games in the first pool play but i don't know if there's like an in-between after that like a quarterfinals if you will i i assume there is um or if it's just like two teams go to vegas but it's an in-season tournament so there's definitely going to be more of that in there i'm sure there is but i'm not exactly sure of what it is yet not necessarily that we'll need to know (laughs) hopefully we will but you know just in all reality i don't know if that'll be um that likely if you will but thank y'all for hanging out with me tonight if y'all enjoyed the content please do hit that like and that subscribe button below. Show some love on Twitter as well if you want to stay updated with the show. I'm going to try to do what I did today on our at SSPN on YT Twitter more um, where I just did quarter-by-quarter quarter takeaways. We probably won't ever do fourth quarter. I'll probably just every time I'll be like, hey, come come hear them over here. Come watch our stream, please. Um, but if you want to stay updated with the show, follow at SSPN on YT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero. We appreciate y'all. Go Spurs, go. It's Hemisphere vibes. We'll catch y'all.